Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Brahma Sports here on KPCRadio.com. I am your host, Felipe Gamino. And normally I don't start the show with breaking news, but of course this is indeed breaking news. We are getting word that Athletic Director Susan Admenta is deciding to step down from her position as AD. We spoke with the interim president, Araceli Aguiar, a couple of hours ago. And this is a quote, and I'm quoting her right now. It's saying, my understanding is that she will be reassigned uh, by choice into the classroom. We are in the process of determining whether we are going to bring in someone to replace her. We will look into what our options are. We're still trying to look at if there's someone internally that may that maybe temporarily can do it until such time. We can put out a job description and go through the whole process of hiring, interviewing, and hiring according to the HR rules that are needed for this kind of position. So that is, so that is our intent to be as thorough as we can and try and get it. It has been a difficult time for all of us, for faculty, students, and certainly for our athletes. So joining me in in the studio is uh, Fitness Center Coordinator James Sims. Coach, thank you for joining us. Right off the bat, what are your thoughts on this uh, announcement? Uh, Not surprised uh, based on uh, things that have been going on within the department. Eventually, we're going to have to settle down and do things the right way and get appropriate people into positions and not only get them into those positions, but support them. Uh, Susan was doing a great job, uh, just needed the right support. And until we decide to do that, whether it's with our coaching positions, our athletic director positions, we're going to continue this cycle of failure. So, obviously, in, in the statement, the president did say also that uh, her intent is to go back into the classroom. So, of course, they're going to respect that decision by her. So, how was it like working with her in the two years she was here as athletic director? Well, I've worked with Susan for the six years I've been here because we were both in the kinesiology department. So, there was nothing new for me. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, seeing her in the role of athletic director, um, I won't say I was surprised. I was presence, a, pl- a pleasant surprise because uh, she did a good job. She was very supportive of the coaches and the coaching staff and was always there when they needed them as far as uh, getting things done and trying to go to administration and get things accomplished for them. Uh, I, I was an athletic director myself. I had 13 sports. I understand the difficulties involved. And if you don't have constant administrative support, it is a very difficult job to do, so I, I understand. So, of course, they'll go into that uh, hiring process. Uh, what do you think the school should look into bringing in the next candidate? It, it has to be someone, first of all, well-rounded. And when I say well-rounded, I know that, that word is used uh, constantly for jobs and things of that nature. But well-rounded, it has to be someone who, first of all, enjoys athletics, of course and that they are impartial to a certain sport. Often we'll hire a, a football coach or a basketball coach as athletic director, and their main concern is their sport that they coach. You need someone that has care and concern for both female and male sports and that enjoys them all and, and want to see them all succeed. So they're going to have to search for that person that has that passion for sports, not a sport, but sports. And... It has to be someone with tough skin. I mean, an athletic director gets it from all ends. Uh, Even on the college level, you have parents that call you and complain. 
even though by rights you don't have to talk to them, they still call and complain. Uh, you have your students coming into your office complaining about things. You got your coaches coming in complaining. And everyone's not going to be happy with your decisions you make. Uh, when you make those decisions, you have to stand behind them and be willing to take the slack that you're going to get for making those decisions. And everybody's not built that way. Everybody's not built to get a lot of criticism. You have people cursing at you, yelling at you. It almost reminds me as a coach, you know, all those years I was a football coach. Those are the things you have to deal with. And if you don't have tough skin, you won't make it in the industry of coaching or athletic director. So since Bob Lafrano was left in charge here as athletic director, you were saying that we, we have been going into some sort of vicious cycle mm -hmm. because ever since he stepped down, Mariah Van Norman came on to replace him as athletic director. She then steps down. Janice Cesaro Magruder gets named interim. Of course, they named Susan to be interim to replace Janice. Then, of course, Susan steps down after two years being in charge. When do you think that that Pierce is going to stop going through this cycle again? Like every two years, mm -hmm. there's well, going to be a change. And I remind you, there was another AD in between those two. Before Mariah got hired, there was an AD who lasted one day. Joel. So, <laughs> yeah, Joel was one day. Uh, the cycle will not stop until the administration identifies the needs of the position and are willing to not verbally satisfy them, but physically and with action satisfy those needs. Uh, those needs consist of the athletic director having an assistant. Uh, it, those needs uh, also for coaches on staff to, uh, at least the head coaches, to start looking into giving them full-time positions so that they're on campus. Uh, the time that, the one year that I served as head coach here, I could count on your fingers, my fingers, and 20 other people's fingers how many times an athlete knocked on the door, they needed me, they needed to talk to me, they needed me to help them handle something. And when you have part-time coaches that are not on campus, that are not there to fulfill those needs, it brings along frustrations. So as a coach, if I'm working all day off campus, I arrive on campus at three o'clock or whatever time practice start to start practice, now you, I don't have time to talk to that athlete that has a personal problem. I gotta do that sometime after practice and you only have so much time after practice because now I gotta get home and go get ready for my job outside of school because the school hasn't hired me full time. I, I just cannot give the athletic program the same commitment that it deserves if I have to go somewhere else and work a job full time and then come on campus. And until we solve that problem, we're gonna continuously go through this. It's not only with the athletic director job. I mean, you were just talking about football a couple of moments ago. Mm -hmm. The football team did have a rough season. I mean, there's no way of sugarcoating it. What happened this year? Mm -hmm. They went 0-9. They lost by huge margins. You were saying that you were the interim head coach in 2017. Mm -hmm. What happened with this football program this year? I mean, from your standpoint, what needs to be changed in the offseason? Uh, I mean, well, let's be serious and in all fairness to Coach Harris and uh, people that came before him and those that will come after. I mean, COVID was a unique situation. Uh, but even with that, uh, I think that there was a failure to get recruits in. Uh, I heard the, that they weren't able to recruit because of COVID. Well, all the other teams still had 90 to 100 players even with COVID. So recruiting failed whether that was Coach Harris' fault, whether that was 
the fault of the administration, you know, it's not for me to point the finger, but I know recruiting fails regardless, no matter how you say it, when you only have 35 to 50 kids on your team. Uh, so first of all, that's going to have to be resolved, and that was part of the biggest problem for the football team this year. And then the other problem I told you, Coach Harris was a part-time coach. He had to go work another job and had to try to make it over here. That hurts his commitment to this program because he has other obligations. He has to take care and feed his family. Uh, so that was a problem. Um, and then the, the amount of athletes was totally the biggest problem. And then you had Susan Armenta stepping in as the athletic director, who this was her first experience being an athletic director over a football program. So there was a whole bunch of things you could point fingers at on why this season was unsuccessful. When you were the interim head coach in 2017, you didn't have to deal with games being canceled, games being postponed for COVID reasons or for shortage of players. We saw that this year, mm -hmm. like four or five games postponed, canceled, forfeit. I mean, we didn't have to deal with that situation when you were the interim. Mm -hmm. What needs to be fixed on that? Well, first of all, you have to go back and evaluate why the games were canceled. <coughs> and the games were not necessarily canceled because COVID. As far as I know, we didn't have a COVID outbreak where because of a COVID outbreak, we couldn't play in the games. The games were canceled because we were concerned with player safety and that we didn't feel we had enough players. Well, I, I think that even needs to be questioned because the games that we played, the amount of players didn't really change. So... It was strange that we canceled all the home games, but we played the away games. And and there's my, you know, I have my own thoughts on why that was done. But uh, in order to stop that from happening and get Pierce back on a track of being respected, you have to get a coach in there that knows what they're doing, that can uh, get the recruits in here, get recruiting done, and build this program back up. And they have to have the administrative support to do that and an athletic director in position that can support that also. And so until that is taken care of, you know, because the year I took over, that spring uh, going into the next season, we had 65 players that were already on campus working out. And we had another 50 or 60 that had came to visit the school for recruiting. So it would have been maybe a, if you'd have got half of that, we still would have had 95 to 100 players ready for that season. And, and unfairness to Coach Woods, Coach Woods took over and he came and he met 20 players because of how things was handled. Uh, we had a lot of kids exit the campus and, and, and leave the football program because of the indecisiveness of coaching decisions. And a lot of that leads back to people's personal feelings and we have to remove that. You know, uh, as a coach, if I have a player that I don't like for whatever reason, if, if I have something against that player that's a personal issue, I don't let that uh, poison my mind regarding that player's playing time, that player's ability. That's handled separate. And I think a lot here, uh, since I've been on this campus, a lot of people take their personal feelings, their personal vendettas, their personal attitudes towards people, and they use that to make their decisions. And it's not what's best for the students. They need to get these students a coach that's best for them, an athletic director that's best for them, so that we can build this program back. I know we, I know at first we talked about the athletic director position, but of course we need to talk about the football position as well. Since Coach Sabalik, Coach Woods came in, was only there for a season. Mm -hmm. Harris stepped in. And then we all know what's going to be happening in, in the offseason. They're probably mm -hmm. going to get a new coach. When 
does the football program and of course you say because you have seen it clearly because mm-hmm. so you took over on an emergency basis mm-hmm. when is the right time like for them like to actually you know say you know what Le- let's leave the personal agendas to the side let's leave the personal vendettas you know out the door what do you think administration wise not only from the hiring committee mm-hmm. need need a fix well, at this point, we're already past the due date. If you say that, what's the due date to get things corrected and handled, uh, to get the proper coaching position and do the right things, we're already behind the eight ball. Because winter weightlifting is supposed to start in January. Um, there's no coach in place by then. Even if they hire, if they get a committee and do it right after Christmas and get somebody coming in uh, January, by the time background check is done and everything is clear, that coach may be able to start in February. Now you're a month behind. You know, other teams will be in the weight room lifting. Kids will be getting bigger, faster, stronger. And then once he comes in, he's going to meet because some of the kids are leaving now. The kids are coming to me asking me who's going to be the coach. And I don't have an answer for them. So they're making plans to transfer to other schools. So a new coach will come in, and he might meet 10 to 15 kids for the new team. So imagine coming into a program that you only got 15 players. And now you have from February until basically June to try to bump that up from 15 to 100. Uh, so you got to recruit at least 150 to get to that close to that 100 number. So it's going to be a continuous, daunting task until somebody pulls the trigger and does the right thing and gets the right thing done. And by pulling the trigger, I mean getting a coach on here full time, getting a coach here that's committed to the school and the program, because that's a problem you have also. You have coaches out there that are qualified for the job, but they only want the Pierce job so that they can come on, get the head coaching title, and then springboard to the next bigger and better job. And then the the coaches that are not as experienced, they want the job, and they don't look at all the reasons that it's not a good job at the moment. They just want the title. They want a job. You got to find someone in between that cares and loves about the community. They're committed to the program. They're committed to recruiting. And someone that could bring in a good staff and build this program. Which is similar to what you did in 2017 when exactly. you stepped over for Coach Sabalik. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when did you first know that you were going to be the, w- the replacement as an interim basis? Uh, the VP and the athletic director came and asked me would I mind taking over the position. And uh, my first answer was no. You know, I, I had coached for 20 years, and uh, I was done at that point. I was convinced that I was done. Uh, and, but a few players came and asked me what I coach. And that changed it, you know, because I'm about the students and helping them. So that changed my whole attitude, and I decided to take the position. <coughs> so that was uh, right after week two. That Saturday, I went and watched them play. That Monday, I was in people's offices being asked, would I take the job? So I got hired that Wednesday. Uh, that first that first Saturday game down at Southwestern, I just went and observed the game. And then I had to, you had to run, you had to take off. You know, you had to, I had to get to know the players real well. I had to get them to trust me as a head coach. I had to get the coaching staff to trust me because they lacked trust in anybody at this point because they had just lost their coach in the beginning of the season. So I built relationships with that assistant coaching staff. Uh, I built relationships with the athletes. And the one advantage I had is I was on campus full time. So I was able to talk and, and be around the athletes all day long. They were able to come to me with their concerns. Uh, they were able to work when they were working out in the weight room. That's where I work. So I was able to talk to them then. 
So they have full access to me. So it gave them time to build a relationship with me. And with that, we built a good program. We, we were real solid, very competitive, and, and had a great year. Talking about the weight room, how did it feel like after more than a year, since, of course, the pandemic shut everything down, to see the student athletes back in the weight room? That's uh, a good feeling, but you know, we have our same, you know, the same hindrance there. We administration has to get involved with uh, getting that weight room together, getting it in shape. It's set for a whole year, stuff not used, things are old, and so it just. When we're talking about commitment from administration, it's not just for the athletic program; it's the things that the athletes ask, access, like the the football field, the baseball field, the soccer field, uh, the fitness center. All of those things need to be updated, upgraded, and uh, that will show a sign of commitment to have a sports program here. And I personally think if that commitment is not there or if they don't financially feel they can handle their commitment, I think they should let it go. Because just like this year, we risked a lot of injury. We could have had some players seriously injured with 30, 30 men rosters going into football games with kids playing both ways. That was very dangerous, and they're going to face that same thing year after year until they make a commitment to this program. Do you think that with a shortage of players, they should have said, you know what, we're not playing this season. We're going to wait until next year. I think that decision should have been ma made earlier. That was one of my arguments when they talked to me about it. It's like if you guys are not going to have a football program, you don't make that decision in August and September and then take away – uh, these athletes' opportunities to play. Because you can say, oh, well, yes, the athlete can transfer to another school because we're not having a program. But you know how difficult it is to transfer to a school in August and try to get on a football team where a coach already knows who his starters are going to be. He knows the players that he's committed to, and now you're going to step into that realm, to that family. It's like you being a stranger and you step into a family and all of a sudden you wanted to be treated like a son or a daughter, but you're really not blood. So... You have to, it's going to be a period before you can be accepted. So it was very unfair to these athletes to decide not to have a season at that time. If you're going to not have a season, that decision needs to be made now to allow athletes to transfer and go to places where they can fit in early, go, go to winter weightlifting, go to spring football, and have an opportunity to participate in their new program. So let's backtrack. Let's talk about, you know, COVID-19 for a second. Of course, as we all know, we were not on campus for a while. How were the workouts done with the student athletes? Like especially since they were not in the weight room, they were just on Zoom. We, we did Zoom weightlifting and we actually enjoyed it. It, it surprised me. Uh, my supervisor at the time said, hey, what is something that we can do uh, while you're not on campus to still uh, cater to or service the athletes? So we came up with the idea of doing a Zoom program where they could still work out. We were, some had dumbbells, some had water bottles. Uh, we had athletes that had drills, different things that had weight to them, and we were still able to work out. So it kept the unity there, and it kept the teams committed. And it's awful funny. If you think about the teams I trained, uh, mostly soccer was there. Soccer had a successful season this year because – and not necessarily just because of the fitness we were doing on Zoom, but because they were able to stay together, still be a one unit. They were able to work out together, and they were successful. We had basketball on there. Coach Charles and basketball was there. 
basketball is having a successful season. They're doing well so far. Um, and we had swim on there. And swim, you can't really measure it because they didn't have that long of a water polo season, but they're going into the following season pretty good. So the teams that participated, they did well. So, of course, you know, keeping that discipline obviously played into effect that, you know, some teams did well. You mentioned soccer. They finished 11-5-4. Men's basketball, they're 6-5. and five. Women's basketball, they're 1-0 and oh, when they only play one game. They play mm -hmm. tonight at 6 p.m. And, of course, you know, the other sports that weren't too much involved, like women's mm -hmm. volleyball, they didn't do too well. Mm -hmm. uh, football. Football didn't participate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't participate. And, of course, you know, Heading into the spring, you know, you have baseball, men's volleyball, other mm -hmm. the spring sports, obviously, they're going to be starting next month. So I, I just wanted to ask your your thoughts. You know, you've been here for a while, mm -hmm. and you've seen uh, successful programs here. For example, men's volleyball, 2018 state champions. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, so of course, soccer being in playoffs until... 2019, where they missed on that season. Women's volleyball. Women's volleyball. Mm -hmm. Multiple state championships. Do you feel that the program, that the school dropped the ball as relates to those coaches that they are no longer here? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We let go of championship pedigree coaches, and the reasons for them, I, I do not support. Uh, of course, I wasn't in a meeting, so I don't know everything that went on. But from the things that I heard, no, we we definitely dropped the ball. Uh, Coach Nabil had s took us to six state championships, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and then Coach Lance took us to a championship, and then the next year he was gone. We And those are all three coaches that were committed to this program. They were on campus. Even though they didn't have full-time jobs, they were on campus all the time. They were there for the students. That makes a difference. you got to get coaches that can afford to be on campus. So... How does it feel to, you know, have a sense of normalcy back with competition, athletes conditioning once again? How does it feel overall? I still wouldn't consider it normal, but uh, it, it's better than sitting at home all day. It's better than these kids not having the opportunity to compete, uh, to get in shape, and also to gather as teammates and, and spend time together. That's very important. So uh, it, it's good to see them back together and with these new COVID strains and new things going on, every day is a new day, wondering whether you're going to make it or, you know, will we have this sport or that sport? Will COVID send us back home? Uh, so you have those concerns, but uh, I was glad to see people competing again. I just wish that we would make the con uh, consideration to do the things that we need to do to become a competitive school again. Because right now, there's no respect for peers. There are schools that are scared to put us on their schedule because they think we might not show up when game time comes. And, of course, that's a serious concern. Mm -hmm. So what are your, your future plans? Where do you see yourself in five years, ten years? Well, five years I see myself retired. <laughs> 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 so, uh, but, I mean, I might, I might look for – I still have a passion for coaching myself. Um, I even thought about once I retire from Pierce to go see if I can coach somewhere, then I don't have the constraints of worrying about a job. Uh, and the good thing about it, I always felt that sometimes coaches, they get older and they still want to coach old style and they're not used to coaching the younger kids. And so it, it's hard to coach as you get older and things change. But because of the job with me being on campus and me being around young athletes all the time, I've pretty much kept up to date with what's going on. So I won't consider myself 
an old has-been man trying to coach a, a younger style of kids. So uh, that's I, I plan on doing something like that. Uh, I've been doing you know real estate investing and some other things to afford me more time to commit to football coaching. So what would you do? Let's say hypothetically speaking, mm -hmm. Pierce administration comes knocking on your office door saying, "We want you to be the next head coach." Would you consider, or would you say, eh, not really? We'd have to have a conversation about, about their commitment, and it couldn't just be verbally saying what they're going to do. It would have to be action-packed uh, of what they're going to do. And then I've already had a few of my coaches from the coaching staff. We had, hey, you going to take the job? I was like, no, I haven't been offered it, and I haven't asked for it. So, But if that happened, I would definitely go back to some of the old coaches that would be willing to come back here because I know their ties they have in the community ties they have with the school because you need that to get this program back up you're going to have to find a coach that not only knows a few coaches they're going to have to know some of the high school coaches to convince the, them kids to come here to Pierce it's going to be a mad rush for recruiting to helpfully build this program back up you know, let's see hopefully they get that done in the <laughs> off season <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, coach thank you for joining us here on kpcradio.com it's been great talking to you so for those of you who have been tuning in we've been speaking with fitness center coordinator james sims men's basketball competed in the greg anderson memorial tournament going two and one women's basketball are back and have games this week as well as the men visit lapcbrahmas.com to see this week's schedule of course we will be following up on the whole athletic director situation always follow at random news at random sports on social media for updates, I, of course, myself will be trying to do some of those updates myself. So, thank you all for tuning in. Hope to see you soon.